1: lmfm sunday sport
0: with thanks to the lmfm app download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go jack finn, who sends in a high ball and jack finn oh it comes off first in the back of the net oh it's in the back of the net jack finn speculative shot it's an old goal by the down defender went in off the down defender and made a lucky, lucky break for me. but Jack Flynn's high ball in came back off the post the down defender wasn't ready for it and it went in off his shin and into the back of the net an own goal but it all counts mean are level Jack O'Connor has made up a lot of ground and Jack O'Connor is coming forward now for me. still Jack O'Connor off on one of his trademark runs It's still Jack O'Connor. This is a good run from the man This is what he does particularly well. And he finishes it with a gem of a point. Jack O'Connor with the point. And that is brilliant. By far the best score of the game. And he took the ball. Done his ground and gets it forward to Matthew Costello. Costello is off for the run. There could be a score here for me. Here's Matthew Costello to Jack Finn. Steadies himself and puts it over the bar. Jack Flynn with the point and Mead are two ahead at last. There's only seconds remaining. Donald Kogan is the man with the ball. Gets it to Connor Gray. Connor Gray has it now for Mead. Mead are surely there now. Still Connor Gray. Gives the ball on to Di McGowan. Plays it into the centre. Jack Flynn wins it for Mead. And Jack Flynn, a difficult ball. But plays the ball on. This is Jack O'Connor. Jack O'Connor surely will score. When he finishes to the net, yes he does oh brilliant from Jack O'Connor oh that's absolutely brilliant for me two goals and 13 points to 14 points oh what a finish by me they've won it now they're in the All-Ireland Championship next year and no other team can say that at the moment the full-time whistle has gone the full-time whistle has gone Colomore sells a break with his selectors. It's a huge, huge turnaround from leaving Tullamore and the defeat by Offaly. Meade have embraced the Talton Cup.
1: Yes, some highlights of our commentary yesterday from Croke Park with Brendan and Matty, of course, Mead's win in the Talton Cup final, the 2023 edition. So, Mead, into the championship next year, as the lads said there. And I'm delighted to say for a little bit more analysis, I'm joined on the line by Fergal Lynch of the Mead Chronicle. Uh, Fergal, just to start off with something very simple, that was great yesterday, wasn't
2: it? It sure was, and uh, just Brendan has had some memorable commentaries down through the years, and it was great that uh, we could get another one in Croke Park probably 13 years after uh, the last great one I suppose of the Leinster final in 2010 and um, just to add another more sound bites to his already amazing catalogue of commentaries it's uh, you know it just really was an occasion that I was kind of sceptical sceptical going into and uh, was kind of you know not really overly enthused about the touching Cup but Jesus that all changed yesterday
1: yeah exactly and I was the same myself when we went into it first when we went into it first I was like a little bit I suppose off the back of the performance against Offaly as well that has to be remembered too that was uh, as the lad said on that commentary that particular day one of the worst performances that Brendan and Matty had seen in, in living memory from Mead. so it all has to be put in context I suppose in terms of coming off the back of that game and you're not really too enthusiastic about the Talton Cup but the longer it went on and the more games that they were playing and the more you saw some of these new young players coming through I think everybody's enthusiasm for it started to build a little bit and as the week was going on last week I was, uh, I was I would have been pretty sick had they lost it but yeah. just looking at the, at the team there and Colin talked about it several times, uh, he's mentioned it loads of times during the year about the amount of new players that have come in but the young lads that, that really stepped up yesterday, I mean, Matt Costello got a point, I know he's been there a couple of years but he got one point under the Hogan stand I don't know, was there maybe 5 or 10 minutes to go and he just took it on himself, burst through a couple of tackles stuck it over the bar, Jack Flynn with 4 points from play, absolutely magnificent performance from him, he might take credit for the goal as well, I'm not sure about that one but you know, even Conor Gray, like a lot of those young lads that have come in and playing at this slightly lower level as well It it allows them that room to breathe and to make mistakes. So it's been hugely beneficial from that point of view.
2: Well, it's something that I've always pointed to um, over the last few years that was really hindering Mead's potential to progress was the fact that they were being knocked out of championships early. um, And that therefore limited their potential to train together longer to be together as a camp to get to know players better to work more on the training field on certain tactics and it really was a hindrance so been knocked out so early in the championships but this competition has given them the opportunity really to you know so they're going to play they played yesterday obviously which is basically just two weeks shy of what Kerry or Dublin and possibly Kerry um will will play which is as much as them lads will train and be together this year. So from that aspect, it's been hugely positive that Colin O'Rourke has been been able to cast a net wide, been able to get the opportunity to look at new players, bring in so many new players. I think 13 players Mm. uh, got their championship debut. I think only five of the team that started that superb win over Cork in the league. It's remarkable to think that only five of that team started yesterday. Um, So it just goes to show the turnover of players and the trust that column has put in those lads, and, and not just Colin Barry, Stephen, Paul Gargan, those that have, have put in as well. Just the, the, the trust that they have in them to go out, express themselves, play the football that he knows they're well capable of playing and be able to produce it on the big stage. And, and yesterday, no matter what anybody says, it was a huge stage because as the game reached its dramatic conclusion, um, there were a huge crowd of, of uh, supporters in the place. There was probably fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 in Crow Park by the time the game reached its end. And that's a huge experience for, for those players and can only stand to them.
1: Yeah, well, I don't go. We won't go through every single player, but there's a few guys I want to call out. Ronan Ryan at full-back. A lot of talk at the start of the year about Conor McGill being absent for whatever reason. He didn't come back in. I think he was in and around the panel at the beginning of the year, but for whatever reason uh, didn't stay around for too long and didn't play at full back obviously this year. And he's been a real mainstay in that mead defence for the last five or six years. But Ronan Ryan, who kind of maybe flew under the radar a little bit coming in there pulling on a number three jersey, another fine performance yesterday. He'd won crunching shoulder mm. in the first half to break up a tackle and I think he took him a few minutes to recover from that himself. But but he's been outstanding this year in that full back position. And it's a it's a key position obviously and a big one to fill. Mm.
2: Well Ronan Ryan has been uh, the cornerstone of, of Summerhill's success, okay, without winning ultimately winning the Keegan Cup. Um, you know, they've they've consistently gotten to the final of the of the senior championship in Mead and Ronan Ryan has been the cornerstone of that. He's been one of the best club fullbacks in the county um for many years, even though he's still only a young player. And he, uh, he so it didn't surprise me at all that he was capable of going in and doing the job. And he, he faced a very different test against Antrim, as we know, uh, in the big man. But I thought yesterday he was just awesome. He was he was first out to win ball. And even at times he was inside and uh, attacking 45, getting onto balls and, and jabbing at the down defence as well. And he's just an exceptional player. And uh, again, another one of these players that has benefited from the, the confidence that, uh, and the belief that column and his management have shown in him that they allow him to go out and play your game and do what you're good at and, and Ronan Ryan is definitely very good at it and testament to him that, uh, that, that nobody really is mentioning Conor McGill now and, and exceptional and all as a full back as Conor is as well
1: yeah, and uh, looking a little bit further up the field, we talked about the new faces. One very experienced uh, man sharing the name of his uh, his uncle at number six there, Parry Karnan, who's played pretty much everywhere for me and has been around a long time. And he's a player that has, because uh, I've heard it myself, he's suffered a lot of criticism from me supporters certain quarters over the years. But again, coming back in, and you know, with all those new faces that come in, you do need that little bit of experience. And he has Donald Keoghan on his side as well. And we'll talk about him in a moment. But Parry Karnan as well, coming back in and, and anchoring that defence at six, really valuable uh, contribution from him too
2: Yeah Park has received a lot of unfair criticism um, from supporters down, down through the years and he's had a really tough time with injuries he's had an awful lot of problems uh, shoulders and hamstrings and, and different issues like that but he, he he's really bounced back and as you said there we while there are 13 debutants championship debutants made this year you do need that leadership and he's one of that uh, 2012 minor brigade that have come true uh, along with James McIntyre Killian O'Sullivan and um, uh, you know that is still there and pushing on these young fellas and, and giving them, uh, and you know, being a rock at the centre of defence and allowing them the opportunity to bomb on and play their own game again. He's just he was excellent again yesterday. He did a one stray ball when he, he won a free and then he kicked it to a down and put the heart in the mouth to cup uh, for a few seconds. All right, but uh, he was rock solid. I thought he was really, really good and hopefully yes it is performance will you know breed new life into into Park and into the likes of Donald Jogan and convince these boys you know there's something happening here and they will want to stay a part of it for another few years yes
1: let's talk about the captain so Donald Keoghan, Um he's been around for what, 10 years or so now um, started out as a really tight marking corner back I remember him keeping Bernard Brogan pretty quiet uh, in a Leinster final or two but then moved out to field probably just too good to keep him in the corner he's such a good ball carrier and such a, a great threat going forward um, Let's just talk a little bit about him because I was saying it yesterday. Even you know, all Ireland medals are not, or Leinster medals are not. Donald Kehogan will go down as one of the all-time greats for Mead. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely, I think it's 153 appearances for Meade since he made his debut in 2012. his Championship debut in 2013, and has played in every championship game since. Uh, I think he only missed three games in the league, maybe through injury in that spell as well, and. Mm-hmm. I think he up to one of the games this year where he was injured. He had played something like 82 games in a row uh, for Meade, starting 80 of them right. <laughs> across league and championship. It was just a remarkable record he has. And in any era and any player, any player of the past will tell you. He is probably the one player over the last 10 years for Mead that would get on any of those great Mead teams. The, the Meade teams that won All-Ireland that I remember anyway of 87, 88 and 96, 99. He, he is one of those players that would easily have fitted into those teams and not just great Meade teams, great Dublin teams, great Kerry teams. Yeah. He's just a, a class act um, both on and off the field and uh, a real leader a real inspiration to, to, again, just saying about these young players, they need these lads coming through. And I remember meeting him after, I think it was one of the games in Park Tolchin this year, one of the league games, and I was just chatting to him out the back. And uh, I said, Oh you're some man for punishment. You know, that you keep you keep coming. I, I think it could have been a Burn Cup game. Yeah. And he had played with Rakene right up to the end of the club. He played with Mead last year, straight into the club championship with Rakene. As soon as that was over, he went straight into... Um, the regional competition like he played in that regional yeah. uh, cup competition as well it's not
1: like he needed to prove himself for anything no
2: yeah he wasn't trying to inspire or, or convince Colin O'Rourke to pick him or anything but he wanted to be part of it he wanted to show the importance of it and you know like well if Don Keoghan takes this competition seriously then surely we should all be taking it seriously and then he was straight in and he played the Auburn Cup and into the National League as well and he says I just love it I said you know what drives you he says I just love it he says I want to play for as long as I can and it's that sort of abandon and, and just love of the game that he has that just sets him apart from any other player we've had in the last 20 years, I'd say. Yeah, he de- Definitely since 2001. And, and to hear him saying yesterday, after, just before he lifted the cup, you know, I've waited a long time to say these words and then into the traditional Irish thing on Bataw and Ahasuram. Yeah. It, it was just, it would it, bring a tear to a glass eye, you know, it really would.
0: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
1: and there we were wondering during the week would there be much of a hoopla yeah. when they lifted the trophy we needn't to worry too much about that in terms of the game itself they were a little bit slow to start Meade, and then they got the little lucky break with the goal um, but after that then they kind of seemed to settle down a little bit down started off like look quite threatening but they seemed to kind of wrap up that down attack as the game went on and You know, only conceding 14 points is a pretty good tally but what did you make of the game itself and maybe where it started to turn in Mead's favour
2: Oh look! I think undoubtedly the turning point was a huge slice of good luck, and and I I referenced it on another podcast yesterday that that I did. And as my father always says to me, it's you know you need huge slices of luck in any ball game. It's crucial. If you, you know you will win nothing without luck, and that goal was certainly probably the luckiest goal I've ever seen Mead score. A uh, big point attempt from from Jack Flynn from 40 meters out and come back down off the upright and hit uh, hit Ronan Jones on the knee. There's, there's
1: a few there's a few uh, people listening in and the and the loud side of the border that might have something to say about. Lucky yeah, dogs yeah, we, well, we won't go back yeah. over that again.
2: No, 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 no. We won't mention that. But uh, I think loud of their own issues at the minutes going on with, between the stadium and that. But uh, no, we'll focus on Mead's performance yesterday. And as I said, the ball dropped between Pat Haver and, and, and Ronan Jones and off the knee and into the back of the net and that was the turning point that was the spark at that stage it was 4 points to 1 Meade looked, looked to be second best mm. but it kind of took the wind out of down sail and, and really gave me belief that they were able to get back into their defensive shape again that they didn't have to go chasing a 3 point deficit to try and claw it back they were back in the game got their defensive shape set up again and from there on in I thought they were brilliant so I know it was only they only had one three on the board at half time. But they had shown that defensive steel that Down weren't going to be able to break them down easily. Now, they did get in for goal chances down. I thought Sean Brennan made a brilliant save. Yeah. Matty Costello took the ball off the line with an unbelievable uh, goal line clearance as well between himself and, and Sean Brennan. And Ronan, Ronan Ryan made an unbelievable block as well to probably prevent another goal. So Down did have their chances. That's the art of defending—is you know stopping those goal chances. So while they were let off, they weren't by luck. It was by good defensive play, and that was definitely the foundation stone of the victory yesterday. Scoring two thirteen was brilliant, and, and probably more than I expected them to score, mm. given the conditions but it was the defensive fortitude that really stood out for me.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned Sean Brennan save there. I thought at a couple of key moments yesterday when Meath ne- really needed to get their hands on the ball from a kick-out, his, his kick-outs were excellent. He went long with a few of them. He knocked one over. I think it nearly cleared the 65 on the other end. He's got a serious boot on him, but his, his distribution was excellent. And, you know, when Harry Hogan came in last year, he looked like he was going to be the man in possession mm. for quite a while. And now Sean Brennan has come in and he's been really excellent because that, the kicking is so important now, getting the restarts away, and he was really good at that yesterday.
2: Yeah, I can't remember what the staff was um, for for when Andy McIntyre was in charge. Did he try something like twelve or thirteen different goalkeepers yeah, yeah. Um, during his reign? But when Harry Hogan came in, it looked as if there we go, we have our man now for the next ten years because Harry looks looks excellent. And then, as Colin said, you know, Sean Brennan sat on the bench for six months. He's been excellent to train, and he deserved a shot. And my God, when he got a shot, he's certainly taken it. He's been he's been a revelation. He's been you know probably rivaling. Uh, Sean Coffey for the find of the season really. Um, I thought Sean Coffey was excellent yeah. as well yesterday um, and he's just really come on and leads the bounds for, for a guy who was on the development panel throughout the league um, only came in for his debut against Offaly and was well, our only shining light really in that game against Offaly um, he's been excellent but Sean Brennan would definitely rival him for the, the find of the season
1: yeah absolutely and we shouldn't forget Jack O'Connor either who gave a, a Jody Devine like uh, cameo off the bench with 1-2 from him he was pretty yeah. when come on that, that hard running and like that point he kicked from under the Hogan stand there after that long run and it wasn't it was a fairly lung busting run as well and then to curl it over from the wrong side with the right footer was a, a peach of a point
2: Yeah, the score of the game undoubtedly. Uh, It was it was a surprise actually that he didn't start because he was one of the guys that was put up for the for the uh, the pre match media Uh, and generally that's an indication of a player who might start a game that when they're put forward and he's been excellent. I thought you know his power and his pace and his his directness is uh, a real threat for me. But uh, he came on like a man who was really desperate to prove a point that he should have started and. he was brilliant, Jed that point was as good as any score in Croke Park yesterday uh, between the two games and there were some some excellent scores but that was as good as any of them
1: So let's just I suppose keep this in, in context and in perspective Then, at the end of the day are Division 3 sides so you know, we probably shouldn't be getting too carried away with this it is great for me to get some silver up in Croke Park and for those players to experience that winning feeling but can they now build on that Fergal? Do you think that this this side is good enough to go on? And like we're not talking about winning Leinster titles or anything just yet, obviously. But to to kind of build on that and over the next three or four years, and there is a bit of talent coming through at underage level as well. Do you think me there are on the right track now to, to getting back somewhere just to even be competitive in Leinster would be a start with the likes of Dublin? But do you think they're on, on the right on the right road now?
2: Look, downer downer a Division Three side in in probably as much the same way as. Dublin and Derry were Division 2 sides this year yeah. um, you know they're, they're better they than Division 3 I know they didn't yeah but they're, they are a work in progress just as much as Mead were and during the spring there was times when it looked like Mead were going to be a Division 3 side as well mm. um, with the way the league ended up um, after after the first two games we very much looked to be heading in that direction but this and Cup has given the, the pathway to or the opportunity now for uh, maybe progressing on, as, as you said, we probably had a few false stones, um in the past, but none as encouraging as this. I don't think this is a this is a, a real green shoot, um, for the future. I think it, there's a possibility to kick on from this. As you said, it happened after the Centenary Cup in '84, and Mead went on. Okay, '85 wasn't a great year, but then winning a first Leinster um, in. In years in 86, and then all Ireland's, and in, in first one in 20 years in 87, and another in 88. So they can provide a launch pad, but they still need to cast that net. And I'm sure Colin will still look at other players coming in. You have to remember. We haven't touched on any of the uh, the All Ireland winning minor team. There's none of them were involved in, in the team yesterday, yeah. so there's still those players to come through from that All Ireland win and minor team, um, and there's still more to come from the under twenties as well that played this year. So there is plenty more talent coming through, and we would urge support supporters. While it's definitely looking promising, it's still going to be a couple of years probably before we're at the level where we can contest with, with Dublin for Leinster titles but we have to set our targets maybe at, at Kildare's and Westmead's now uh, and Loud who who have beaten us this year in the league as well but, you know, they're the teams that we have to get ahead of in Leinster let's get ahead of Kildare let's get ahead of Loud and Westmead then be capable to take on Dublin and, and kick on from there and it's great to have that All-Ireland um Sam McGuire series to look forward to next year and that will be another test again
1: yeah absolutely um, and we saw Westmead this year being being fairly competitive in that as well only losing to Armagh by a point and then drawing with Theron so hopefully Mead can make an impression uh, next year if we can turn our attention then Fergal to the ladies obviously dethroned yesterday evening by, by Kerry uh, I suppose Kerry going into that game would have been favourites they were at home mm-hmm. Mead's form this year hasn't been great I I don't know what it is. You've seen more of them than I have. Obviously, there was a managerial change midway through the season with Davy Nelson departing, which probably didn't help things. But it just felt like it was all a little bit flat this year.
2: Yeah, look, it it was always going to be difficult after um, the management team leaving after winning the the second All Ireland last year. It was always going to be difficult for a new management coming in, um, and you know we won't get into the politics or are, are what, what led to Davy Nelson's departure but that was disappointing and probably disruptive as well to, to, to set up a fair play to Jenny Risman, she got back got them in there and um, got them settled down got them organised with, the, with the help of uh, coaches from the All-Ireland winning teams uh, before and came in and just got the group refocused and I thought they were unlucky yesterday you know they, they, it was two points all uh, in terrible conditions Kerry had a gale force win behind him and it was terrible conditions and Meade had defended well they'd taken a couple of scores as well against the wind to be two points each and then just a very fortunate goal for Kerry I think it was Sheefer O'Shea just launched the ball from 35-40 yards out and uh, just got caught in the wind and deceived Monica to fall to the net and again a bit like a bit like Ronan Jones's goal in in Crow Park, it's that little slice of luck that Kerry need and they got it and they kicked on and they scored another. Uh, I think one three in a couple of minutes, they got in that spell, and that kind of gave them their ten point interval cushion. And me did well, got it back down to four in the second half, but that just couldn't get that goal that they needed. us. But look, there's plenty of uh, plenty of green shoots for the for the future for them as well, and uh, we've spoken about they've had a couple of really long years on the roads yeah. um, maybe the break will do them the world of good and there is good young players coming through there as well so so hopefully they can take a well earned deserved break um, they certainly have given the county countless hours of great fun over the last couple of years and uh, they've, they've done us all proud and they deserve now to to take a break and come back stronger next year.
1: Do you have any uh, inkling or insight into what will happen with the management team that's there now? Will that, will that change again, do you reckon, in the off season, or will, will Jenny stay in charge, do you think?
2: Um, well, I think she, Jenny was appointed as a, an interim manager, so mm. that to me suggested that they are, once this campaign is over, that they're going to look uh, for somebody new. I've absolutely no idea who that would be, whether they'll go inside the county or stay inside the county or go outside the county looking for somebody could Eamon um, murray could Eamon murray come back do you think Eamon murray is probably always an option but they didn't approach him to come back this year and mm. um, to help out and he would have been willing um, i know that he, okay. would, he would have been willing to go back but uh, he was not he was not approached to go back and help out so I find it hard to see if they weren't willing to approach him a few weeks ago why they would approach him now again to to do it again next year but maybe there could be I think uh, the the talk of Shane Roach from Wexford was involved this year and helping out maybe he could be somebody that could be looked at to maybe step up into the role next year but you know there's good coaches I've had it for years I've I've been involved at Underage myself I've seen a lot of uh, good coaches in Mead and great, great managers involved with clubs and have been involved in county teams for many years and you know there is strength in the county as well that uh maybe we don't need to look outside the county there there is good good coaches in the county that can bring this meeting on further again you throwing your
1: hand the ring Fergal
2: (laughs) no 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 No, that would want to be a very uh, (laughs) very big ring for me to throw my hat in no 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 no.
1: Okay, well listen Fergal thanks a million and let's hope uh, well first of all let's hope that the men can kick on next year uh, in that All-Ireland competition and let's hope as well that it's certainly not the end of an era for the ladies there's plenty of life left in them yet and hopefully they'll bounce back next year thanks very much Fergal no worries LMFM Sunday Sport
0: with thanks to the LMFM app download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go